Osiris. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com stormsound50 and use code stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and along with two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. That's code stormsound50 at factormeals.com stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to We Move Through Stormy Weather, a podcast by Storm Sound and Osiris Media. My name is Ryan Storm, and I am really excited to be here today at Borderland Festival in Buffalo with the one and only clav tweet extraordinaire, Neil Francis. Hi, Neil. Hey there, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Uh, really excited to get to do this, kind of talk about, you know, your very, very busy year that you've had so far, and it has been busy. It's uh, my distinct pleasure to share the space with you. Thank you very much. Uh, well, let's start with you know, you're touring this year. You've gone all over. I can't even remember if your, your Europe tour was last fall or the beginning of this year because it feels like you've been on the road so much. But you've been all over the world now in the past 12 months, let's say, because yeah. I, I think that's accurate. How are you feeling in terms of the Neil Francis live show right now with this, this constant uh, road? Well, I feel like we're a well-oiled machine. Uh, we're playing material that's been refined over the last several years that's uh, obviously a accumulation of just the three or four years we've been together as a band. So um, we're ready. I personally am ready to get some new material into the set. Um, although I think for most people who come to our shows, um, we're, we're continually reworking the arrangements and adding new things in. And so um, it, it's still 
people seem to hear the show as being quite fresh when they're seeing us now, um, even though we haven't really been adding too much new new material to the set, but um, all that is a roundabout way of saying that I'm going into the studio uh, actually the day after tomorrow to record the next record, or at least lay the groundwork for the next record, so. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. I'm excited to hear uh, those new songs when uh, when they come out. Um, but you know, you, you've been all over, not just globally, um, but you've you've been opening for different bands this year. You know, you did it. You did a bunch of gigs uh, with Les Claypool's uh, Frog Brigade. Um, and I know one thing that you do when you have a shorter set or an opening set. Sometimes you won't bring out your whole keyboard rig. You'll either choose the organ or the piano, and the clav is always there, of course, because you can't not have the whammy clav on the gig. Um, how do you um, approach those gigs, you know, kind of adapting your playing style songs that you normally play on piano, on organ, and, and vice versa? Like, is there a, a thought process you do before the set, or do you just kind of jump on stage and roll with it? That's a great question. Uh, for the last tour in particular, we had an A and a B set, or like an organ and a clap, or organ and a piano set uh, that we kind of came up with. and. Um, there are certain tunes that lend themselves more to one or the other. Um, and so, you know, for instance, on an or uh, a night where I'm playing organ, I probably wouldn't play our song, uh, Can't Stop the Rage, because that's such a uniquely piano. heavy piano arrangement. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of how we were doing it. And that just presents a, it, it's fun for us to switch it up like that. We're not like, um, a true, uh, we don't conform to like a jam band uh, approach where we're truly playing a completely unique set every night. Mm -hmm. um, although we do switch it up quite a bit. So like we're somewhere in between like a pop act that would play the same exact set every single night. And um, you know, what would you consider like a, a more experimental improvisation? So. Mm -hmm. Well, you definitely have that appeal in the jam band community, and I think one thing a lot of people are seeing, like hints of in your set, is the improvisation that could be if you guys kind of like went off the deep end a little bit. I know there was, there, there's been a couple of times where you've kind of done that. Uh, you know, there was a good friend of mine uh, in Seattle who was clamoring for a 20-minute Prometheus for a really long time. Um, and, uh, you know, ha have you guys talked about kind of incorporating more like really you know, big improvisational moments into the set? Or are you kind of comfortable with the kind of, you know, having the one foot in both camps kind of appeal that you well, do right now? I think, we've talked about this before, uh, but we sort of take our cues from our, our most, my strongest influences are funk. Yeah. Uh, music from the 70s. And, uh, I feel like the way in which those bands would jam, I'm doing air quotes here, um, mm -hmm. is that like they would just kind of extend a groove. Um, and when we when we do that, like you might hear us do our, a, a different arrangement of She's a Winner tonight that has okay. like a much more kind of extended 
groove sections throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we're, we, all of us have some familiarity in like a jazz background. Yeah. Um, but you know, even a jazz tune, you're playing the head, then you're going into solos and then you're coming back with the head and it's all the same form. Um, I don't think any of us, except for probably Colin, who was in a like a true jam band mm-hmm. cycles before joining Neil Francis, but none of us really have familiarity with being in like a true jam band. Total improvisation. Yeah. You know, we like to have things more or less arranged, and then within that framework, we poke and improvise. Prod, yeah, you know, via solos or just extending the groove and you know adding sort of embellishments as it goes on. Mm-hmm. I don't think one is better than the other, but I just, you know, find the latter more interesting at this point. Yeah. Awesome. Well, speaking of Colin, you know, being a a big jam guy, I did an episode uh, of my fish podcast with him earlier this year. He talked about bringing you to your first fish show last summer, uh, which is a good story. Uh, So if everyone wants to check that one out, uh, we talked about Stash, um, which is, you know, obviously a great song. Uh, But yeah, that, that episode's out there. Um, so let, let's move on here. It's a pretty big album of yours. It's coming out uh, in around six weeks. Uh, Francis Comes Alive, mm-hmm. uh, which I cannot wait to hear the rest of. The first two singles that are out right now are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but tell me about how that idea kind of came together. You know, what's the background? Well, we knew we wanted to do a live record uh, as early as last year. Um, you know, while we were doing that tour of Europe and uh, my manager and I had been discussing how great it would be to have that um, document of the way the band was sounding. And, um, you know, I was really into the idea because, as you said, we've been playing so much that it just, it, it, w- it seemed foolish to waste the opportunity to document the band in that way. So what we initially had planned to do or what I had initially planned to do was um, we were we were always going to play those two Tolly Hall shows yeah and I had a very conservative vision uh, for the recording in which it would be the four piece and uh, playing only the material that we had um, previously been working on the last Mm -hmm. few years of touring and not really stepping up the production in many ways and just just because of you know the amount of work I was doing at the time I I was afraid to take the risk of you know dreaming too big with that project and having it kind of fall apart from lack of attention Mm -hmm. and whatnot so um I underwent a pretty major change in terms of just the scope of how I wanted to approach it uh, after I did a breathwork seminar, um, and I don't partake in psychedelic drugs anymore. I used to quite mm-hmm. a bit, but, um, it was interesting because this particular breathwork practice that I partook in had a very, it, it was not unlike a psychedelic experience in just terms of, um, the sort of thinking it unlocked was very profound and having visions and Mm -hmm. a major part of the vision was just this um, message which was inside me somewhere that was 
you know, me telling myself essentially not to be afraid of, um, you know, uh, aspiring to a grand vision for this project. And so, um, long story short, uh, I came out of that in a pretty manic state and, you know, furiously, furiously wrote down all these notes. And, um, in that state, I was still like kind of glowing from that experience. And, uh, was able to, you know, sell the idea to everybody uh, around me who, another thing in the vision that I had was just like, the work is already done and I have the people around me who can help me with this, who are at the highest level, mm -hmm. you know, already. So there's, um, that was a big reason why it, it didn't present itself as being so scary because, like, you know, I already knew Alec Bassey um, who's done all my music videos and he's just such a talented director and um, you know I knew he would be great for the production and film element of this concept right. and then um, you know uh, similarly I knew that uh, my friend Mike Novak would be great to lead the audio team for example and just like you know knowing that I had this team of friends that we had that had grown around us over the years so um you know, the scope of the project grew and, uh, you know, my manager, Brendan and I, like, he, he really helped me to realize the vision, you know, um, being an administrator and kind of getting everything in a row. And, um, oh yes. And I wouldn't, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, Rachel Epperson who designs all our clothing and is our stylist quite she, the quite the outfits yeah so she she made all of our she made 11 custom jumpsuits wow. for everybody in the band and uh um that was just such a huge way in which the whole production was elevated mm -hmm. you know her she's she's fantastic and um so it it was really it was quite stressful uh, there's no way it couldn't be um but it was it went so smoothly you know, mm -hmm. um, and I was smoking cigarettes heavily through the whole thing, <laughs> um, which I hope doesn't come through on the recording, but now, I'm, uh, I think a little over four months, I, I quit not long after that. So congratulations. That's awesome. It's a uh, long story, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's how, how the whole project came together and I, you know, I can't wait, you know, first of all, to figure out the full track list because, you know, I, I assume what songs are on it, but I don't know everything. Uh, that's going to end up coming out on it. Well, um, it's a double album. It'll yeah. be close to... It's over an hour. Uh, it, we, we cut some of the tunes, but most of it's there. And mm -hmm. I'm sure at some point we'll release the remaining uh, material. That's awesome. And you're, you're taking Francis Comes Alive on tour as well, uh, kind of at the end of this year, and for New Year's as well. Um, how, how do you feel about, you know going with this 11 piece band and playing some more gigs like are you are you bringing the whole production and the jumpsuits and everything for all that um or is it going to be you know closer to what we know is a neil francis show but with the bigger band well it's going to be a, a much grander version of the neil francis show that's the neil francis road show that mm -hmm. currently exists mm -hmm. with the same music as the uh, francis comes alive album that's forthcoming um, and so I think the, uh, stage design element will be pared down, uh, just 
due to the difficulty of traveling with all of that um, stuff. Yeah, that stuff <laughs> that you know. Um, it's an elaborate production. It, well, it was an elaborate production at the Tali Hall shows, and um, I'm excited to say that like that full film will be released as well at some point, um, including the the piecemeal videos that you may have seen. It's just uh, those will continue to be released, and then at some point there's going to be a feature length uh, concert film that contains everything on the record. So amazing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to just the camaraderie of that 11-piece band. And, and, it, and we, we, everybody in that band um, is, we're, we're, we've just been friends for such a long time. And so when we were all together for those rehearsals and uh, shows for Tally Hall, it was just... It was it was such a blast and it made things so much easier for me because I'm mm-hmm. just surrounded by all these people I loved, you know, and yeah. the atmosphere was so light. Mm-hmm. So I think that really communicates too in the show. And so I highly uh, recommend picking up tickets. Yes, yeah, get them while you can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say it's very it's very clear in the videos that are out right now. Just the the joy that all of you are feeling throughout that whole thing, and you know the energy and the music is just so good. Um, you know, you know and, and personally, I love a two-keyboard band, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was excited about that. I'm curious, is there any flipping? Like, do you play organ at all on the record, or are you just piano and clav? I play piano and clav on the record. Um, I haven't really thought about um, how I might switch things up mm-hmm. for this coming tour. Because playing organ's fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, so... You know, there will definitely be some edits and changes, yeah. and some new things to add, and then we'll also be doing the uh, two shows in Denver uh, for New Year's Eve. So. That'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah. It's very exciting. We'll get tickets to Francis Comes Alive or any Neil Francis shows because there are still lots of them. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Neil, uh, for sitting down with me today. It's been a pleasure to get to uh, get an inside look uh, at all these things that are that are coming in, in Neil Francis' world. Can't wait to hear the album. Uh, and I can't wait for your set in uh, just a couple hours here. Same. Same. We're excited. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of We Move Through Stormy Weather. Hope you have a fantastic day. And I will see you next time. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
Hi, I'm Dave Gebro. I threw my career as a licensed hearing instrument specialist in the trash, sold my house, and created the ultimate music obsessives podcast, Discography. Each episode of Discography features an eclectic and wide-ranging slew of cool musicians doing long-form deep-dive interviews in which we rate either their favorite band's output or their own from zero to five stars. From Mike Watt rating the Minutemen to Terry Kirkman from The Association, Bob Nastanovich on Pavement, Bob Forrest on The Band, Bob Mayer on The Replacements, and Lou Barlow on The Zombies, each new guest swings a hard left into an area you either had no idea you needed to know about or know all about and can't believe you're not alone out there. Coming up, here's who we've got on the program. The Lemon Twigs, Robert Schneider from The Apples and Stereo, The Dedrick Siblings from The Free Design, Joel Sel on mother-murdering superstar drummer Jim Gordon and a record-breaking 20-hour interview with the great Michelle Phillips about the mamas and the papas. You're not going to want to miss it because there's nothing quite like it. Don't let your youth go to waste, lads and ladies. Discography. Subscribe.